welcome back everybody to finding my perfect awkward and this week eric nagel what's going on hello how are you i'm swell how are you i'm doing fine <laughs> i'm so glad okay so first of all before we started recording you were telling me about how you go on spa days i wasn't opening with that <laughs> you just like you to. brought it up as an example of something i go yeah I've think more guys should be going to spa days because some some guys think it's like oh it's not manly but it's it's a human thing what is Go manly make- anymore like yeah, every, yeah I, I like treating myself i like taking care of myself and enjoying things i i um many many years and it, it, look in order to get into a whole spa thing like you got to go with a girlfriend or a wife or somebody for for at your first time to at least do your research go into the situation knowing what you're getting into That's and fair. then and then go and do all of that and then there's no shame in it but yeah i'll go in you go and you get the um well what you ladies call the manny petty thing yes. where i get the detox spa for the for the pedicure stuff where they do like the full scrub on your legs and fizzes and like the, for some reason the, the lights change color in the water thing and <laughs> you're sitting there for a while and you're on your phone listening to a podcast going through emails social yeah. media that kind of stuff and then you go sit down and they go and, and uh, they do your nails they put one hand in the like a little bowl of water to you know I don't know what that does. Soften up your hands, I guess. Live a good life and you take care of yourself. Why not? No matter what, I think guys should get pedicures, even if you don't get your hands done, whatever. I'm not a, I'm not a foot person at all. Me neither. But like you would be surprised. I hate feet. Feet are disgusting. I think they're awful. Thank you. I just had this on on one of my shows recently where I had people calling me out because I, I hate. I used to say this. I I uh, I had an anti-foot fetish where I was just so hateful of people's feet, guys and girls, that I wanted like a Gallagher or Harley Quinn style mallet to just slam down on them like to stop wearing Birkenstocks. Stop wearing these stupid things you call slides. Put some socks on. Don't wear socks with the slides. Just don't wear them at all or your Crocs, right? <laughs> Any of that garbage. Um, but my, my co-host Zia said, she goes, no, it's not an anti-foot fetish. It's almost a phobia. And I was thinking about it and I go, that kind of is true. Cause I don't like feet. I don't want to see feet. I don't want to be touched by feet. I told a story about a, a, an ex-girlfriend. We were sitting on a couch watching TV and she thought it'd be funny to put her feet on me. And I was like pushing them off, like kind of aggressive. I'm like, stop. And then she just kind of slowly put her foot up to my face like that. <laughs> So I grabbed her ankle and I kind of just whap a little bit right in the thigh there to kind of like a dead leg. And she's like, what are you doing? I go, don't put your feet on me. Like I told her several times and then she slowly just put it up on my face. And I'm like, I I had to do something. I had to defend myself. Uh, I mean, I've never heard of a foot phobia. That's the closest I've ever heard of one. And it's a it's with a passion. I don't go seeking out to hate feet, but if they're there, I know. I know it's right near me and I don't want to be associated with it. I, I don't like the, I don't like the way they look, but I know everybody has them. And like, as long as you take care of them, whatever, more power to you. People should whatever. take care of them. Yes. Yeah. 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 And also too, like, especially if your feet stink naturally. Okay. Ugh. Yes. Please yeah. take care of them, wash them, whatever, you know, whose feet don't stink. And he doesn't, he has said on, on his show that he doesn't do a damn thing to them. Oh, and it makes me so angry on one episode of uh free for all when we were in the in the studio he put his foot in my face on camera and was like smell my foot oh yeah you would freak out i was like why are you i'd grab his leg and dead leg him too (laughs) 
So you're not going to walk for a while. But it didn't smell. <laughs> yeah. It didn't smell. It That's not like something nothing. to be proud of. You don't flaunt that, Sean. <laughs> Sean <laughs> seems like the type that would wear flip-flops and cargo shorts. He does all the of time. Of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> I love the guy, but of course, you are who you are. <laughs> no, he does. But it's 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 just a thing. Like, I mean, all feet are ugly. Correct. And I thought all feet smelled unless you took care of them. And evidently, he's like, oh, I don't even wash them in the shower, first of all. Why are you saying that to people in public? Ew. Um, second, why are you putting your foot in people's faces like he put his foot in like mine jj's angie's face all just to be like look look how my feet don't stink and it makes his mind smell so bad that's a weird flex to have um Mm -hmm. i really need to think differently now (laughs) about him and my relationship with him but uh everyone has their thing Oh, he's going to hate me. It's going to be great. Um, no. I'm going to text him right now. I'm like, she's outing your foot stuff. Yeah, it's, okay. <laughs> it's all right. It'll be fine. I met you at morning show boot camp, and I didn't look at your In feet, Chicago. Anyway. Sometimes you say something, and that bothers this person, or it offends that person. And it's like, I really wasn't trying to do that. I was just trying to be right. friendly or conversive or something like that. Um, right. So I, I always feel it out. For you, didn't really know you. I knew you were a friend of Sean's. And... Um, thought you were very guarded very didn't like a lot of people so i was all right that's fine no (laughs) i know once i got to talk to you know you i'm like wow she's really a nice person she's very outgoing she's uh sweet and and uh personable and 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 uh you know i got to check you out on the radio and definitely i gotta say i'm impressed especially after that meeting in chicago and then the conference that uh, that we were at um seeing a lot of younger people in this business one wanting to be in this business because it seems pretty antiquated uh if from an outside looking in that radio's kind of fault the, the the perception of it falling behind everything else that's out there with podcast and streaming and and uh youtube and twitch and all these other things radio doesn't really have that kind of appeal anymore um but to see a lot of young people like you and and all these other people that i met that were making their way into the industry or found their way into the industry and and trying to develop who they are their talents um their personalities and to make their bones in this business to figure out their career i was like wow radio may not be as in bad a shape as i thought it was because i thought there was like a eight like around my age group i didn't really see anybody else younger really wanting to intern anymore really wanting to hang around at a radio station or something like that trying to get their foot in the door i just wasn't seeing it um a lot online a lot of people want to be esports commentators or they want to be professional game streamers or they're they're doing their their blogs or, or their TikToks and then things like that. And that's all fine, but that's not broadcasting. And I thought nobody wanted to do it anymore. But seeing you and then a bunch of the other people there and seeing how young it was skewing, at least the people working inside the industry, was kind of nice. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. And then seeing the older guard who I grew up listening to and respecting and, and I still do. But to see them start to phase out a little bit is kind of nice too. Like they've had their run and they, it's good. And I'd like to see the new younger stuff coming in. Like when I got to meet, um, uh, Chris Cruz mm-hmm. didn't really know of Chris at all until that can, uh, that time we got to meet and I was you know, looking up at his stuff and I talked to him for a little bit. I'm like, he seems pretty innovative. He's, he's got a different angle and approach to doing, uh, on air stuff with this business. 
and uh, like I said, Sarah and a few other people. I was good. I'm happy to see that there's younger people wanting to do more of this. I sound so old, but I'm not that much older than you guys. Um, <laughs> but it, it just seems like generations apart as far as this industry goes. But, you know, I thought you were guarded. I thought you were kind of reserved with the thing, but uh, you're not. You're very personable and you're you're very good on the air and what you're doing. And I I think uh, you're destined to be doing some bigger markets than what you're doing. And that's not knocking the station that you're at and what you're doing now. But I do see in time that you could be doing more than what you're doing. Well, thank you. I appreciate right, so I'm, that. I'm kissing your ass. Now let's bring it back to me. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. So bringing it back to you, where did you start and how did you get to where you are? Uh, well, there's two start ways I started. The first way was um, I was about five, six years old and I used to call into this radio station in New York called Z100. And I used to call into the morning show, which was called the Z Morning Zoo at the time with Scott Shannon. And they he used to give out the phone number so uh, you know as a kid i was like i could just call this guy and i could just call the radio so i used to pick up the phone and just call the radio station and you know i thought i had to be older to be on there so i would lie and it's obvious that i was lying so he would throw me on like he he put me on several times no and he would ask me questions and i just i didn't know what to like i was making shit up and they were laughing at it and they would put me on the air because I would just call in to talk because he gave out the phone number. So I, I called him. Um, <laughs> so that, that was sort of my first inkling into wanting to, to be into radio. Then um, the summer of my uh, junior year, going into my senior year of high school, there was a radio station that was opening up not too far from where I lived on Long Island. And it was an oldie station. And they seemed kind of bare bones and they had some kind of ad in the penny saver that they were looking for, um, I guess like promotional people and interns and things. So my dad happened to see it and he goes, you should go over there and talk to him. So I went over to the oldie station and said, I, I want to learn how to do radio and, and figure all this stuff out and I'm willing to work and I, I'll do any of the jobs that you don't want to do. And I lied and I said I was in college and they're like, all right, great, fill this stuff out. And then I filled out some of the paperwork and I never handed in the paperwork I had to get from my college. I just because this was before like computers were there, but they weren't used like how they are now where everything mm -hmm. has to go through a computer. Yeah, you were still in, you were still storing stuff in filing cabinets, like in folders that you'd they'd photocopy papers and you'd sign and put it away. I just never handed the paperwork in and they never questioned it. They never asked. So. That's how I got my first internship is I lied and uh, I did that for, for the summer and, and that was just doing promotional stuff. Like I was standing on the side of a highway with a guy in a bee costume while we're trying to get people to come into a car dealership and, you know, <laughs> giving away T-shirts and keychains while they're playing oldies music. Then I, I parlayed that into another internship in the fall. Beginning of my senior year of high school, I was also working at a radio station called WBLI, which is a big top 40 station on Long Island. And um, same thing with them, that I was in college or whatever and filled out some of the paperwork, never handed in the other stuff and was there for almost a year uh, working there. So, you know, pretty much lied to get into the door. And that's how I, I started just doing internships and learning the board, eventually getting to be a board op and 
promotional stuff, anything that they didn't want to do or nobody wanted to do mm-hmm. is what I did. What did you do after those two stations? I had finished. <clears throat> I'd finished. Uh, I was in my senior year of high school. I was working two jobs that I shouldn't have been working. Like the, if I was working one job, I shouldn't be working the other job, but I did. Gotcha. I got an internship for uh, WPLJ for Scott and Todd. Scott, same Scott Shannon who launched Z100 and all that. And had went to LA for a couple of years, then came back and took over mornings at WPLJ in New York. So I got an internship there. But I also got a job at WNBC, which was the New York uh, affiliate for NBC, mm-hmm. and got a job to go work in Atlanta at the Olympics. Oh, so wow. I, I was down there for two months working for NBC uh, for the Olympics while also calling in in the morning to give Olympic updates to Scott and Todd. And then their afternoon show wound up doing a week of shows down at the Olympics at the Coca-Cola Pavilion. Uh, it was a show called Rocky Allen Showgram. So I was working NBC stuff and then I would disappear for a while and go over to there to do Rocky's show. And help them out with that stuff. And then when that was done, I would go back over to NBC and do whatever else I needed to do uh, before going to bed and then getting up each day and doing it over again. So um, NBC was paying me to be down there. They were paying my uh, my hotel and the food and the car and all of that stuff. And then I was doing the internship uh, essentially for free for PLJ, which was owned by ABC at the time, um, while doing that down there. Uh, after that, went to college and, uh, in between the breaks in college, winter, summer, and all that stuff, I, w- I was back at WBLI for another, uh, round of, uh, but this time as, as like a board op being paid to do that. And then after my freshman year was back at WPLJ for the, for the summer again, for the morning show and for Rocky Allen in the afternoon. And after that, I got a job at a uh, radio station, WLIR in Long Island, which was uh, at the time a legendary station, was one of the first alternative rock stations before alternative became a big thing in the 90s. They were alternative since the late 70s. Oh, like, wow. In the 80s, they were not playing, um, you know, Madonna and Michael Jackson stuff. They were playing the Pixies and the Pogues and Madness and like all those weird offbeat. They might be giants. They were playing those kind of things as their main uh, radio format. So I got to work there for a tiny bit and uh, then over time uh, wound up a couple stations in Florida and then uh, Opie and Anthony, which was a a big show in New York, got nationally syndicated, got fired for contestants having sex in a church. Whoa, what? Yeah, it was pretty much an adult scavenger hunt where we would send um, teams of people and then uh, a correspondent like comics or, or show members and stuff. Um, with them to call in with uh, the updates and these uh, these pairs of adults would go around and then do sexual acts in different parts of of Manhattan like there was different points for different locations that you did it and this was the third year that we did it it was sponsored by Sam Adams by the way this is a big deal Uh, a couple got caught having sex in a vestibule then the show wound up getting um canceled out of syndication and uh off the air right after that we uh we all went to uh xm satellite radio at the time and then two years after that we came back to cbs with xm did a hybrid for mornings for three years we were doing terrestrials and satellite at the same time and then uh 2009 xm and sirius merged together 
and it became Sirius XM. Then we were off CBS with Sirius, and then we ran that out until 2017. I left Sirius in September of 2017, and like three weeks later, my show because I took my show and everything when I left. Uh, got picked up by iHeart. So they were on the iHeart uh, digital platform, their podcast thing. Mm-hmm. So I got picked up there. <clears throat> uh, I was writing out my contract with uh, with Sirius for about a year. And then when that was done, I got um, Anthony from Opie and Anthony started his own network back in 2014 called Compound Media. So I got brought in there to run operations and all the behind the scenes stuff. Oh. So I run his his company. Um, I have the show on iHeart. I have a show that I do for his network called Would You Kindly with Brian Johnson. He's um, one of Kevin Smith's best friends, the director. He's in uh, he's in a couple of the movies. Uh, he's tell he's Steve Dave. And if you ever seen Mallrats, there's a fight in a, outside a comic book shop. And there's this guy with his hair pulled back and his beard and everything. That's Brian. I mean, he looks way different now. But um, we do a show there. And then I oversee a couple other friends who uh, were in radio for a long time and then for some reason lost their gig or got pushed out or whatever and set up their shows for a subscriber base so that they can make a living and still can eat and and pay their bills and whatever. And uh, so I help out those people who do those shows too. So there's like a few other networks that I, that I do with, like I built a studio. I, um, way ahead of the pandemic stuff. Like I, I always thought it was important to have a, a studio at home, but not just a little makeshift thing. I went all out. You know, like I had that and then upgraded it to TV capabilities with the lights and the cameras. And then the pandemic came around and I was like, oh man, I'm gonna have to do everything from home. Well, um, thank God I have everything set up. And then finding out how many people in our business were like, I don't know what to do. Like they had no home set up. They had no studio. They had nothing. Uh, now everybody has some sort of makeshift thing or, or knows how to do it at home. But um, well, we no, I, had to learn how to. You had to. Yeah. yeah. I, I was fortunate enough that I was like, oh, my God, I'm already set and ready to go. So I didn't miss a beat with all of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I built this studio stuff uh, many, many years ago, and it, it just made sense. And if I didn't love this, I wouldn't have taken the time and the money to to figure out how to do it right. And then even now I'm still making projects that maybe go out that I'm not making any money for, but I'm putting stuff out there um, because I believe in it. Cause yeah. I think like, I think these things are, are pretty cool. I want to put them out there. If they make money. If they turn into money, fantastic. If they don't, well, I don't see it as a waste. It was sort of a, a labor of love situation. So yeah, I do love this business. I still love this business. I'm glad to see people, like you who are coming up in this business that have a passion for it. They may not have gone the same route I did, or they don't like this, um, have the same people influencing them that I did. Cause for the younger generation in this, you you don't have a lot. I grew up on morning shows, like not just, I mean, I was in New York, so you had a lot of the big morning shows, but I used to trade cassette tapes with people who would live Mm -hmm. in LA or live in Miami or in Houston, just to hear other shows from other markets that's how it that's how it was and now you have every station every show available on demand or streaming through an app whatever and and it it, the easiest convenience to hear anything so the fact that you guys are coming in i I don't know what you listen to i don't know what influences you guys (laughs) 
because I don't see what's there to influence you guys. But the fact you guys are figuring out a way to do it on your own and and make something of it is is amazing. It was all about locality. I didn't I didn't know what syndication was. I didn't know about anything. Right. And I think that when you have a foundation of knowing your market, knowing your stations, knowing whatever and all of the departments that you can learn it's easier to learn the other things like learning syndication, learning that you can go and podcast or broadcast all over the world um, for people to hear your show. But nothing really, but I was nervous, but I was, nothing really scares me anymore. And I, I moved across the country and everything. And it, it's interesting. If you're not nervous, I mean, you can be doing this forever. If you're not nervous going on each time, yeah, you, you, you get past it. But if you don't have that initial sense of being nervous, before it starts, before the microphone goes on, uh, you don't have a passion for this thing, and you, and you're yeah. or you're you're dead inside, which most people are. Or you're dead inside. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you, uh, I started when I was 16, 17, so like 26 years, 25 years in this business, and I still get nervous. Your it's early mad. 40s. Yes. I so wouldn't have guessed that. I still, I still thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know whether she thinks she was going to skew older or younger, but I'm just going to say. I was just about to say, I love, that. I love that you assumed that I meant younger, which I did, but I'm glad that you assumed that. So I welcome. just, that's, that's vanity. That's, you just assume the, the, the best and, and, you know, you get the worst. I forgot what I was saying now. I got derailed. <laughs> Oh, well, it's OK. It's fine. Doing it right. I'm happy for you. You're doing uh, you, you have that passion, that nervousness. That's what it was. You got to have that. You got to have that kind of nervousness, that excitement, that drive to want to do this. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, there's things I like doing, but I don't want to do it as a career. I don't want to do it every day. This I don't mind. I can just get up and, and go to, to work and go to uh, the studio or come down to my own studio or do whatever and map things out. I'm I'm constantly I, I got a weird brain where because i i dabbled in not dabble i hate that word but i i did production for a while too so my brain is trained to where i'm watching tv shows or i'm watching watching a movie or i hear something and i and like i'll pause and i gotta write down what i'm watching the time code and everything i'm like i can go back and pull that as a drop to use for production or i can pull that thing for there hey what's that song that's over there i'll shazam it real quick and see well, that's the song. I can pull the, the vocals out of that. I can make an instrumental and I can use that as a production bed. I can use that coming out of break. I can use that under a promo. I can like I'm always thinking that way. And mm -hmm. like yesterday, I for the dumbest thing. And you can laugh at this. So I play this video game all the time called Sea of Thieves. It's a pirate yeah. game. on Xbox. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a memory of an old show called Pee Wee's Playhouse in mm -hmm. the 80s. Pee Wee Herman. Mm -hmm. yep. Do you mm -hmm. know who he is? Okay. Uh, yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I remembered there was an episode where he dressed like a pirate. So I was like, I got to go find that. I have the Blu-ray set. I go through and I find the episode and I find the drops. I have it in my soundboard here. So when I'm streaming on Twitch, I, have, I haven't played them yet. I'm excited to do so. This is my life. Um, but while I'm playing the game, so there's the things where he's going in his peewee voice is like i'm a pirate Arr! like that like that so i can hit these little things while we're playing the game so when stupid stuff's happening or if there's a, a lull in the game not much is going on i have all these little sound clips and stuff i can play in there and still while i'm talking with other people we're playing music we're doing all this stuff it's things like that that keep me excited about this these stupid little things that nobody has the mindset or the ear for that i write that look at this i'll show you this too this is so if you want to get super nerdy Look at this. These are all post-it notes of things that I watched or heard 
with time code saying, go back to this episode of this show or this movie at this time, pull this drop here for closers for my show, for sound clips to use on during the, the live streams, all that stuff. I love that. My whole desk is just color coded, like post-it notes, all different colors, all different things. This is how I work. And I have dry erase boards here with the bigger things to remember, but all the stuff on the fly, if I happen to be watching like the new episode of She-Hulk that they said something stupid that I wanted to pull to talk about on the show. There it is right there. Time codes pulled from here. I happened to watch an old cartoon called Gravity Falls, yep. which is unlike that. And there was a couple mm -hmm. of quotes in there. I'm like, oh, I can use that for something. So I go back and I pull all that stuff. So I love that. I yeah. love that. I wish I had the patience to do all of that. I it's... need to actually watch TV in order to do <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I watch an insane amount of television, an insane amount. And it's not just because there's nothing to do, but I like to be caught up on everything. And I know there's people like, I don't have enough time to watch all these shows. Well, while I'm working, <clears throat> I have the multiple screen set up here. I have a MacBook over here that's patched into my board. So while I'm working, I'm watching the new Star Wars thing or I'm watching the uh, this new series that's on Hulu right now about Mike Tyson. I'm watching that while I'm cutting up stuff, while I'm writing out things, while I'm answering uh, tech support emails or any of this other stuff. I've got something on here so I can keep up to date. That was part of my job with Opie and Anthony where <clears throat> uh, the three main hosts were Opie, Anthony and comedian Jim Norton. And for the most part, like Jimmy and Anthony would know things that were going on, current stuff. Ope never watched anything current. So if we had a guest coming on or if there's something that was big that we need to talk about, I watched it. Sam watched it. Travis watched it, who were other producers on the show, so that we could give them notes and stuff about what they want to talk about. And I watched everything. Like, I, I don't like reality shows. I don't watch The Bachelor. I don't watch... Uh, 90 Day Fiance or Below Deck. I know a lot of people love those shows. I would rather just stab my eyes out <laughs> than watch these things because I can't sit there and focus on it. But I'll watch all the weird shit that nobody watches or the other stuff that is popular that they won't watch so that if something comes up, I can throw notes at them. I can tell. So I watch an insane amount of shit in order to stay current because especially hosting your own show, you need to know everything that's going on. I don't know. Yeah sports and politics like i know enough by the headlines but i don't know stats about sports and what players are on what teams or whatever but i know enough surface level stuff for headlines that i can throw it out and then for the deep cuts where i can just start quoting movies and television shows and song lyrics and all that stuff because it's entrenched in my head as regular conversation that that's another angle of doing this stuff so i never i'm like a shark i don't stop if i stop i drown and then I, I'm no good to anybody. What is your goal? Short term, long term? What's what do you want to do? I have long. I don't really have well short term girl goals. I'm still looking. I'm looking around for new new positions, new stuff, new radio things. Um, even with uh, other companies, entertainment companies, everybody's doing podcasting now. So they need people, not just the ones who can cut up on on uh, Adobe Edition, you know, how to cut up and, and save a, a piece of audio and tag it and throw it out there. But Streaming services are investing in the right talent, not spending $150 million to get this celebrity's podcast over there. I'm always looking for that as the short-term goal to, to work on other projects. That's why I help a lot of radio people who um, either station um, 
format flips or a company downsizes and they got let go. Um, if I know them, I show them how to set up their their next way of sustaining themselves to to build their shows with a subscriber service and all of that. So that's short term goal. Long term goal. Um, look, if I ever hit the Powerball or something like that. I want to build my own network, but I want to build it the right way. I just don't want to be like a podcast hub where we've got 30, 50 shows here, um, you know, that maybe, you know, three of them. And then the other ones, hopefully you discover. I want to build something like that, but I want to build a, essentially a digital radio station where you have a morning show, a midday show, an afternoon show, an evening show, some weekend programming. Then we also have shows that aren't broadcasting live streaming uh, that record the podcast stuff that we can put out on demand. I want to do like a multi purpose platform by doing that by hiring people who were good at podcasting and know what they're doing with podcasting by hiring old radio people that had fantastic shows or careers that just for some reason aren't viewed as being any value anymore it's like some of these morning shows that got let go across the country that have been on forever it's like they could they still have an audience they could still pull something if they were just repackaged and repositioned They'd be able to do what they do and and bring in advertising and bring in money and subscribers. That's what I want to do. I kind of want to be like um, uh, almost like a Willy Wonka type of thing. Like, here, here's your ticket. We want to bring you in as our afternoon show. We want to bring you in for a weekend thing. We want to you can still do your podcast, but you're doing this stuff exclusively for us and build it up that way to be a living, breathing network um, that's pretty much on almost around the clock. So I know that that takes a lot of money and that takes a lot of uh, people dedicated to want to do it. But there are people out there, especially radio 100%. people and TV people who just don't have the opportunities that they used to have that were pretty damn good at what they did and like yeah. to see sort of a resurgence of that. And then, look, if I built up a model that's sustainable and this looks good, I would love copycats. I would love to have other people who have the money to go and go, we're going to build something like that. And they go and do their thing. So now you have like your cross the street station rivalry again. That's all well and good because that helps business. More places, more jobs, more of these radio people and podcast people to have places to go and work and do this stuff. It's a way of revitalizing this industry. My hope, that's my long-term goal. Well, one day, hopefully mega millions of Powerball hits. And, and I'm pulling for the, the Powerball. We all should be. That's where my money's going. People want to buy yachts and vacations. Look, I'm going to take a vacation. I haven't had a vacation in six years. I'll take a vacation. But yeah. after that, when I come back, I'll build this, the rest of this stuff and uh, we'll go from there. Thank you, Eric, for being on here. I appreciate you. And thanks for awesome. having me. Where can people find you on social? It's Eric Nagel, I-T-S, Eric Nagel, U-R-I-K, not C. K is the correct way. It's Eric Nagel, um, all one word. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Um, our YouTube channel has the video versions of our radio show. So if you didn't see the show, uh, live when we do it on Twitch and hear it live through iHeart and stuff, um, the video versions are available on our YouTube channel. Please go there. Everything across the platform. It's Eric Nagel, all one word. Uh, Twitch is where we do it live Thursday nights, the radio show. You can come and be a part of it. And, uh, it's Eric has the links to everything. So that's how you find me.